Broadcasting live worldwide. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now... You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Here is your host. Okay, Joey Borgen joins us. He's 29 years old. He is a graduate of Hafter. He is an accountant, and he was beaten up by Palestinian sympathizers and thugs in Manhattan just the other day. So, Joey Shvuato, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, uh, Mr. Brenner. Uh, it's been a whirlwind couple of days, but uh, I'm happy I could be here and, you know, just spread some awareness and hopefully, you know, bring some positivity out of this uh, event. No, I, I certainly appreciate that. And first of all, yeah. uh, how are you feeling now? Uh, I'm a little banged up, you know, but I'll be frank. You know, I saw that video and, you know, the fact that I got to spend showers with my family and home and everything really was just a great relief, you know. So, honestly, I'm just, you know, a little, little more thankful than, you know, really more upset, but it's, it's okay. You know, it's, it's all right. So tell us exactly what happened. You're wearing a yarmulke. You're going to a pro-Israel rally. What happens? Take us back. Yeah, so I'm, I just want to preclude that, you know, with the fact that, you know, I went to a rally at the same location, the same time frame. Um, you know what? Last week, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, same exact plaza. You know, I met my friends there. I was there up, upwards of, you know, two, three hours without any issue wearing my keeper, you know, there and back going home without any problems. So when the opportunity arose to, you know, attend the second there, you know, the second rally on Thursday night, uh, you know, I didn't even, you know, swipe, you know, I didn't even think twice. So, you know, I, you know, same, same routine, you know, took the subway, took the queue to 57th and 7th, got off, was walking to the rally and, you know, around 48th street by like where, uh, Broadway and seven kind of merged together. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, I see someone in the back of my eye chasing me. And before I could even react, I was, you know, surrounded by a mob of people, uh, proceeded to, you know, beat me, hit me, punch me, hit me with crutches, flagpoles, etc. About and how many then, people you know, would you say were accosting you? I would say, I mean, there were people jumping in and out of the crowd, but I, you know, I would say probably between you know, eight to 12 people, uh, you know, at certain points, you know, going to town on me, as they say, but I mean, the worst part of it all, honestly, is, you know, towards the end, I felt like a, st- a steady stream of liquid coming on my face. And I thought, you know, my first instinct was, you know, maybe they're going to the bathroom on me, something like that. But it was actually pepper spray or mace. And, you know, for a minute straight, they were macing me after the fact. And like when I that was the worst part of the experience, my whole face was on fire. And I couldn't see for hours. Oh um, you know, I, yeah, that's, I, I don't know if that was picked up. That was very, you know, very that was rough. Now. Were they saying anything to you when they were spraying mace or beating you? Did they say anything? Yeah, they were saying the, the classic Jewish derogatory terms, you know, filthy Jew, dirty Jew, you know, go back to Israel, we don't want you here, you know, F you, you know, you, et cetera, along those lines. And, I mean, they were coming from all directions. I couldn't really decipher who was saying what, but, you know, I just heard chorus of all these, you know, statements and, you know, anti-Semitic remarks. Now... How long before you, so what happened? How did you get out of this situation? Was it the police? Was it bystanders? How did you finally break away from them? So I think the, ultimately what happened uh, after a few minutes was, uh, I believe, you know, I, I don't remember the whole exact incident. You know, I'm a little, you know, it's a little foggy, but from what I, you know, I remember from what I saw, eventually, you know, I guess I felt the comfort of, you know, the police, you know, try to pick me up as opposed to someone else. And I guess I realized at that point, you know, once the p- police were there and they had me, you know, you know, okay, that I felt comfortable, you know, getting up from the, you know, the field position. Cause 
as soon as they were attacking me, I, you know, I just dropped to the ground and grabbed my head and face and was just, you know, bracing for impact and just, you know, waiting for it to be over. Um, yeah, and then eventually the cops came, you know, dispersed the crowd, broke them up. Um, and then, you know, obviously the ambulance came and took me to Bellevue and then, you know, the rest from there. Now, but, but the cops didn't intervene to save you right away. I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, they, I, I don't know if the cops were at this, they weren't present at the scene. You know, I was kind of, you know, just walking down the street. They came, you know, pretty quickly. And beyond that, you know, when I was at the hospital, you know, the hate crime unit, you know, some of the highest levels of the hate crime unit, you know, met with me in the hospital. My father was there with me. Um, so they seemed pretty intent and on, you know, finding beyond the one guy they already have in custody. You know, I saw they released uh, a screenshot of, you know, five more suspects. So uh, I would love, you know, if more tips came in. And, you know, I actually have a grand jury on Wednesday in regards to the one suspect they have in custody. So hopefully, uh, you know, some justice is served, you know, in, you know, in the very end. Right. And I think they're they're looking for the rest of them. If they have one, hopefully they can find yeah. the rest. Have they yeah. communicated to you what the progress is being made as far as the investigation is concerned, as from tracking down other people? Yeah. So they, I spoke to them Friday morning. You know, I, I spoke to maybe 15, 20 different detectives in the hospital. And then, you know, I, I was kind of in it, you know, a little out of it, you know. But the next morning I spoke to, uh, you know, one of the detectives who's, you know, really on top of the case. And then, I, she, you know, told me, you know, the whole situation on Friday, the whole bail arraignment, you know, whole, whole process. And, you know, she even mentioned to me that they were pushing for bail, which, I mean, I follow, you know, the New York, you know, the, the legal, you know, legal uh, what's going on, you know, the legal world. Um, you know, bail these days is hard to get. So, I mean, even the fact that they got bail, bail for him, you know, shows a sign, at least that, you know, it's taken more seriously. And, I mean, he's charged with second degree assault with plus elevated with a hate crime. I mean, uh, hopefully this guy, you know, I'll be honest, I have no remorse for this guy because I saw tonight he, uh, he, there was an article he, I saw today someone sent me that, you know, after Shabbos, that he was interviewed in jail and he said he would do it again. I mean, I, wow. I really infuriated me, to be honest, yes. That really, really, I mean, that's been on my mind. Well, it will bother anybody Yeah, to do it again. Yeah. There's no remorse. And you know what, what gets to me, supposedly they're for Palestinians and they're anti-Israel. Why are they picking by the guy with a yarmulke? You know, they're in midtown Manhattan. They're picking it. It's a war against the Jew. A hundred percent. I mean, it wasn't an Israel thing at that point. It was a Jew thing, 1,000%. Because I, I wasn't even at the rally yet. I wasn't like, you know, it's, I wasn't doing any. I wasn't protesting. I wasn't, rally, I wasn't doing anything. I was literally on the way to the rally. I was texting my friends. I'll see you in a few minutes, you know, and next thing you know, whatever, everything unfolded. Now, the per now there were at least six people that attacked her, according to what the paper said. <clears throat> Vasas Nice is reporting it's Wasem Awande of Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, who was arrested, the first one arrested for uh, attacking you. But he also attacked a police officer last November, and he was charged with two counts of assault on a police officer, two counts of assault, reckless endangerment, resisting arrest, obstructing government administration, disorderly contact. So this person has a history of, of doing these kinds of things. I'll be honest, that's the first I've heard about that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not trying to dig too much into it because it really upsets me, but that that's a piece of news that's actually probably pretty relevant considering 
he's you know indicted and everything and sentencing will be coming forthcoming so so well, it's, sure it's, it's more than that i mean he was back in police yeah. custody one month later received just a desk appearance for a separate incident involving a switchblade and a pellet and charged with two counts of criminal possession of a weapon he was also arrested four times this year twice in march twice in april for aggravated unlicensed operation of motor vehicle you're talking about a bad guy and i i would suspect the rest of the group are also uh, bad terrible people terrible people right I didn't. I did not. Wow, that's 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 very you know revealing to me. But and that doesn't surprise me considering what you know the thing what he did to me and what what he said and you know subsequently I'm not surprised. Now you proudly wore a yarmulke going into the street and going to the rally. You coming in a positive way. Does this affect Correct. how you walk in the street? Are you concerned wearing a yarmulke again? Uh, it's it's interesting. I've, I've thought about that back and forth. I mean. Obviously, I'm a proud Jew, and I want to keep wearing my yarmulke. But maybe, like, for example, I live in the Upper East Side, and I, I've experienced zero, I mean, up until this point, whatever. But I, I haven't seen any signs of, you know, anti-Semitism really rearing its head in my where I live in, you know, that, that area. You know, I live, a, a, you know, a lot in a very, an area where there's a lot of Jews. I have a lot of friends around. I mean, thankfully for now, it seems pretty peaceful. But so in my immediate area, I, I don't think I would, you know, you know, hesitate to wear it again. And, you know, for example, I'm home in Lawrence and, you know, I feel pretty safe here as well. So I, I mean, in these areas, I, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't, you know, where I wouldn't hesitate to wear uh, keep a yarmulke. But, you know, if I was going to the rally, honestly, first of all, I, I would go with a group of friends. I don't think I'd go myself again, just because I'm a little wary. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I was with a group of friends, I'd feel more comfortable. But maybe if I was by myself walking in the city, I don't know. I mean, if I heard, if I heard people yelling at me, maybe I would take it off. But I'd like to think that I would still wear it, honestly. No, listen, it's it's tough because we're seeing rising yeah. anti-Semitism, so I can understand concern. But at the same time, you know, you're a proud Jew, and uh, certainly our hearts go out to you and sympathize, and we hope they throw the Thank book you. at these Thank guys. Uh, Joey Borg yeah. is our guest. As you heard, he's 29 years old. You went to Hafter High School, correct? Correct, yeah. Then I went to uh, Reishit. Uh, it's called Reishit Yushalayim, but it's in Beit Shemesh. I went to Reishit for the year in Israel, Uh Amazing years, but the year in Israel, and then I uh, went to Brew College. And you're practicing accounting, living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Joey Borgen is our Correct. guest. He was a victim of hate by Palestinian hatred uh, directed against Jews. They're just using what's happening in Israel as an excuse. You're talking about the first arrest, as I mentioned, is a very bad, bad individual. He's a criminal. I don't know why he was let out in the first place, but he's out to do more damage. When we come back, we continue our conversation with Joey. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to the TalkLine Network. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline Network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now your host... 
Let's go to our guest. He was victimized by, he was beaten up by Palestinian thugs and their sympathizers on the street of Manhattan. And I'm just getting reports in that today in Brooklyn that there was another attack on Jews that uh, uh, two Jewish teenagers walking in a well-populated and heavily Jewish neighborhood are grateful to be alive after being attacked in broad daylight by a group of Palestinian men. Mitchell Schwartz said that his son and his nephew were constant on 18th Avenue and Ocean Parkway in Brooklyn. And they were passing Uber drivers, saw that they were happening. They were, had baseball bats. They were joining the attack. They wanted to save free Palestine. And uh, they were saved by a Muslim Uber driver. Joey Borgen is our guest. He was victimized. Joey, did you hear from the mayor or the governor or anybody about the being attacked? I have not personally heard from them. I've, you know, I've seen screenshots of their Twitter, you know, posting and things like that. But I'd be more than welcome for the opportunity to communicate with them and speak with them more in depth about, you know, what took place. Okay, let's take, let's go to Jeff in Brooklyn. You have a question for our guest, Jeff in Brooklyn. Well, I should have a comment. This seems to be, this is more and more prevalent, more and more happening. And obviously the government is not doing anything about it, even for Asians, whatever. If we, if we don't take our own defense issues into our own hands the way it used to be with the Jewish Defense League and Hobson years ago and form our own defense and Shomrim is basically worthless and they come, they come in after the fact, then this is going to continue to happen. And what worries me even more is that they're calling for the rape of Jewish women. I don't know if you heard that, okay, which is quite unusual from Arabs because they usually go around raping uh, little boys. But a, uh, No, no, hold on, you. hold on, hold on. Let's not stereotype... All Arabs. You're talking about here about a small group, but it's a group that's violent, as we heard before. There are violent tendencies. Some of them have attacked police officers. These are criminal thugs, but let's not say all Muslim because it's not true. In fact, there was a Muslim Uber driver that saved two Jewish boys earlier this evening from being attacked. So let's be cognizant of that. Why? Why should he? Why should he get the uh, the kedusha shem? The Jews Jews should learn how to defend themselves. And then they won't have to worry. Once, once a couple of these these Arab guys get their heads smashed to pieces, believe me, they're cowards. They'll run that, that won't happen anymore. But I want to talk about rape right now. I monitor what's called the crime watchers monitors. They all, every crime that's ever reported to a police station or they hear about, find out they they write down, and they're in little snippets in uh, little community magazines or they have their own things. And over the years, I've cut out a significant amount of rapes of young Jewish girls in the uh, Hasidic communities like Borough Park. And, uh, and it's usually by, by, uh, Mexican, by, uh, Im- by Mexican immigrants or Spanish immigrants. You know, immigrants. I, I don't want to get too far afield from our topic conversation. On, and this is not up there, but I'm saying... Okay, so what you're, what you're saying is you'd like, to see a, a, you'd like to see a Jewish defense organization protecting Jews, is what, basically what you're saying, Jews, correct? Jews, all yeshivas have to start teaching kids now how to fight, and to fight dirty. Period. Every single year. All right, Jeff, I appreciate your phone call. Thank you. Let's move on to Stan and Forest Hills. Go ahead, Stan and Forest Hills. Your yeah, question for our guest. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, have you heard at all, not just him, Zev, uh, from any Palestinian organization uh, in the city condemning this situation? I would suspect this is the first time I've heard of it, this group and the sofa that they're going in wolf pack. Has there been any comment by any Palestinian organization or even the PLO organization here in New York related to this at all? Have you heard any? Uh, well, by the way, they probably would support these uh, thugs. Well, that's a, have there been any comments by any uh, of these I'll let, uh, I haven't heard from them here in the States, but uh, Joey, have you heard from any Arab yeah. groups or any other groups that said, hey, Joe, we're sorry what happened to you? 
Um, I, I'm personally no. Uh, I'm I, like I said earlier. Like I'm, I don't really, you know, I'm very exhausted, and you know, the experience took a toll on me. I'm not really looking, like, looking to, you know, actively find out who's. Supporting All right. Me, who's oh, question: supporting me. Where, what street did this? This has happened on the in Manhattan directly. Is that where this happened initially? Correct. Yeah, it was about six thirty, six forty-five p.m. Where? Around, uh, 48th, uh, between like Seventh Broadway area. Wow. Right there. Like, wow. Part of, you know, yeah. Times. I was. I was a block or two away from Raleigh. Raleigh was at 47th and 7th. Okay, okay thank you. Thank you for your phone yeah. call, and we, sure. we, we appreciate it. Okay, let's squeeze in one or two more phone calls, 212-769-1925. Nathan in Brooklyn, go ahead, your question or comment. Nathan, are you there? Yes, yes, thank you so much. Your show is really, really awesome. Um, I just wanted to ask a question to the um, guest. And then I'd like to ask, uh, I'd like to make a comment. The question I have is, do you feel at all, or did this attack make you feel like, you know, as much secure as we feel in the United States of America and this awesome country, we're able to, you know, uh, serve Hashem and worship God and, and follow our religion, that... You know, we're really not that safe and we're not that free, and we really have to turn over our complete reliance to um, Hashem and to Agadosh Baruch Hu. And then before you answer that, just my comment, notice when you said, I was wearing my kippah in the city when they came to attack me. You didn't say you were wearing your kippah sruga. You didn't say you were wearing your felt kippah, your knitted kippah, whatever kind of black hat or any hats that we wear. Because we're all one people. They just want to go after the Jewish people in total. So I think one of the main ways that we would be able to stand up to the people that are coming after us is if we learn how to get along and realize we're all one people. We just received the Torah from Hansi and we all stood together. We are one people. We are Israel, unprecedented unit in Israel. Let Jory respond to you. I mean, before, before going into that, I mean, I have a brother who's 23, 24 years old, who I had lunch with today. He wears a black hat. He has a full beard. He went to Israel. He said, he flipped out, as they say. He learned Shoyosu, a yeshiva from Farakaway, daily in Kolel. So I, I see all sides of the spectrum, and I have the utmost support for him, and I love what he does because he's happy, and that makes him, you know, it's great for the Jewish people. Um, in terms of wearing my kippah, um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was just a normal kippah. I wasn't wearing an Israeli flag or anything, so they definitely targeted me because of my Judaism. There's no other distinguishing factor between me and anyone else in the street that would have, you know, you know, essentially, you know, made me, you know, stand out from the crowd. That's my point. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for your phone call. I, I, I appreciate it. So thank yeah. you so much then. Uh, let's go to Mush in Brooklyn. Mush in Brooklyn, your question for our guests. Go ahead, Mush. Yeah. Yes, he was by the protest, or this happened a couple blocks away from the protest? I was on route to the protest. So I was at was protest right. last week, yeah, for the, at the same location. So, I, you know, I was going back literally to the same spot, the same everything. But, you know, this time did, I was did at you, 48th Street. Did, yeah, did you see ahead. any police presence on the street when you were there? So um, at the main presence of the rally, there was a big police presence, but I had not made it to that point yet. So, you know, if I had made another two blocks, I would have, you know, most likely been, you know, right. in the protection of a larger crowd and, you know, you know, a larger police presence. But, you know, within a few minutes, within a couple of minutes, I, I honestly, I don't know, because, you know, I had no frame of reference. But, right. Understand. Uh, so you have to watch your surroundings. I'd be careful. Yeah. yeah Zev, I'd like to make the note I was in the... Jewish area in Brooklyn today. I didn't see any police. Usually, in such times, there's police by shuls or something. 
didn't see nothing. And people mentioned, we're talking, so where are the police? Yeah, it's a good point. There's supposed to be a bigger police, but we'll talk about what Bill de Blasio... No, there was a a whole thing Friday with the mayor. We're we're going to speak to Rabbi Yerucham and we'll find out from Chaskel Bennett what happened with the the mayor. Yes. But you mean nothing happens of... Yeah, Commissar, the police, but you're right. I, I believe Where were you. You were you, you in the city for your shops, I would imagine. I was actually in Long Island in front of the oh, shul, the Little Beach Synagogue. There was a police car, but they also had a private security guard from the shul. Yeah, you had, okay, fine, but the Manhattan, I wonder if there were police in the shul. I'm not sure. But let me, let okay. me, but thank you for sure your vote. Let, let me just say this. I think that we had security for a lot of the shuls prior to COVID. COVID came, people stopped going to shuls. There was less security in shuls. I think we have to, unfortunately, beef up security again uh, in all the shuls because of what's going on unfortunately but we have to do so joey we appreciate you being here with us any thoughts final thoughts you want to share with our audience um yeah i mean i i hope this doesn't deter anyone from you know showing up they're jewish publicly I, I mean i want to say it won't do it to me you know maybe i'll have a little hesitation you know in the next few days but you know, before too long, I'm going to be back at normal, you know, wearing my keeper, doing what I got to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, with the hostilities taking place, I guess everyone just, you know, be a little careful, be an alert. And, I mean, maybe at night, if, you know, you're walking around alone in some areas, maybe just walk with someone else if you can, or, you know, you know, maybe try board going out. That would be my advice, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I, I was going to say that, you know, we have to – it always – pays to look around, but you, there, there was no way that you could have prevented it because you're walking down in midtown Manhattan in the middle of the day, the heart of the day yeah. and who would even think? Around, it wasn't like that. Who would even yeah. think? I, I would have never, been, yeah. I mean, I would never have thought, and you would never have thought, the average person never have thought yeah. that you're in danger walking in the middle of the day in midtown Manhattan. I mean, I'm the biggest you know, proponent of New York. My father is always telling me i got to move to Florida. I love New York. I've been here my entire life and never once in my life that I bat an eye about wearing a keeper or, you know, showing that I was Jewish. Oh, you know, exactly. Listen, we appreciate what you went through. You are, you know, thank God you're going to go ahead. You're not hurt too badly, but you were hurt. You were in the hospital, so our hearts go out to you. And we hope that thank they you. throw the book. We have to put pressure on the police department and on the mayor and all the elected yeah. officials to make sure that the whole gang of at least six people, they should all be arrested. They shouldn't have any ba- They shouldn't be go out without any bail. And we have to make sure that they're prosecuted to the full extent of the law to make a lesson of them. And as we said, the the one that they caught so far is somebody who's a thug. He's He has weapons. He's been arrested before. He's threatened cops. You're talking about very bad, bad people. And unfortunately, they live here in New York, and we have to do whatever we can. But thank you for being who you are and continued success in your endeavors. Thank you so, so much for having me. I appreciate it. And, uh, Thanks for taking the time, and I just want to, you know, spread awareness and hopefully some positivity can come out of it. Yeah, exactly, and keep strong, and I look forward to having you back again, and uh, Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This concludes TalkLine's Jewish broadcasts on radio for tonight. For continuous Jewish programs, please go now to TalkLineNetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or JewishPodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the TalkLineNetwork.com.